On today's episode of Locked On Stars, we will take a deep dive into some of the Stars' prospects playing in the World Juniors, talk about some of the veterans on the team facing their frustrations with the delay of the return to play, and then to close out the show, I will give you my thoughts on what Boston Bruins forward Brad Marchand had to say about the NHL and their recent handling of the Olympics and COVID in general. All of this coming up on a midweek edition of Locked On Stars. Your Locked On Stars, your daily podcast on the Dallas Stars. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Howdy, Stars fans. Welcome back to the Locked On Stars podcast, the only daily podcast covering the Dallas Stars. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Dane Lewis, and you are locked on the Dallas Stars on this Wednesday, December 29th. Uh, I'm in a pretty good mood recording this right after the end of the Liberty Bowl. If you watch college football, uh, my college football team of choice, the Texas Tech Red Raiders, just destroyed the Mississippi State Bulldogs. And so uh, even though the Dallas Stars have not played hockey in a while, and it might be a while before they play again, uh, my spirits are currently high at the moment as one of the other teams I support is having a good run, but we're not here to talk about that. We're here to talk about the Dallas Stars, uh, the players on their NHL roster, and some of their prospects that have been drafted recently, and that's what we're going to tackle on today's episode. But before we get into all that, do want to take a moment and say thank you for stopping by today's episode of Locked on Stars. Whether this is your first time here or you are a recurring listener, thank you for making Locked on Stars your first listen of the day. Be sure to subscribe and follow the Locked On Stars podcast wherever you get your podcast at, whether that's on YouTube or your favorite podcasting platform. It is free to subscribe and follow the podcast. So be sure to do that if you do not do so already. But without any further hesitation, let's get right into the nitty gritty of today's episode, starting with the World Juniors, uh, the Dallas Stars prospects that are playing in the championship. Uh, in the tournament, if you will, continue to show out uh, and continue to you know, sh show why the Dallas Stars drafted them, showing their talents, putting their talents on full display. Back on Monday, Sweden defeated Slovakia 3-0 behind goals from Stars prospects uh, Alex Joberg and Daniel Youngman. Uh, Soberg scored uh, off of a turnover. Um, a really, really nice play from him if you go back and watch the highlights on the uh, International Ice Hockey Federation website. Uh, they have all the game highlights from every single game in the World Juniors, and you can go back and watch pretty much every single goal, get stats, highlights, uh, pretty much all your in-depth coverage of the World Juniors uh, there on the website. Um, but you can go back and watch the replay if you haven't seen it already. Uh, Joe Berg with a really, really nice you know, play off of a turnover, off a quick turnaround uh, to get in the open ice and you know, put a nice shot on the net that ended up going in. Um, he just that play that, you know, and from what I've seen from him so far in this tournament in the first couple of games from Sweden, uh, the way he plays reminds me a lot of Denis Gurionov just because of his speed uh, and just his ability to get those shots on net on those breakaway plays. That's how Denis Gurionov seems to get a good amount of his goals, not quite all of them, uh, but definitely, you know, one of the strengths of his game is using his speed and versatility. Gurionov, a little bit of a bigger guy um, as far as size and even weight goes a little bit. Uh, Joe Berg may seem a little bit undersized at six foot, 174 pounds. Uh, that's six foot, even no inches to his height, uh, according to elite prospects.com. Um, but he does have a great knack for the net. 
Um, and, you know, has great speed as well. That's pretty much uh, what his scouting report is. If you go check out EliteProspects.com, uh, the scouting report there praises his speed and his ability to get out in open ice and, you know, make life hard for opposing goalies. Almost like even if there are defenders kind of in tow, making it almost like a shootout penalty shot one on one forward versus defender. So really, really nice to see from a guy who I believe uh, was drafted in the seventh round pretty late in this year's NHL draft. So maybe it could be a potential steal, a guy that probably still has a ways to go as he is, you know, a teenager at the moment, but still a, a promising start from a guy that, you know, was drafted late by the stars and maybe could end up being a diamond in the rough kind of guy, maybe similar to a Joe Pavelski as he was drafted late uh, by the San Jose Sharks way back in the day. Uh, Daniel Youngman did also score a goal. It was another empty netter. His uh, goal the other night in their first game was an empty netter as well. This one had a little bit more, uh, I guess, satisfaction to it, if you will. Uh, it wasn't necessarily just a shot chunked from the other side of the ice. This, you know, was kind of set up uh, on a play on a breakaway. Um, his teammate, Elias Stenman, Another guy that plays for Sweden, uh, he and Youngman had a really nice back and forth kind of two on one breakaway play. Even though the net was open, it was nice to see Youngman put himself in a position to make a play like that. Um, his biggest strength, according to EliteProspects.com, is his wrist shot and his ability to anticipate plays. I think we saw that on his empty net play, putting himself in a position to you know get to the net, even though it was open and he didn't have to defeat a goaltender. Um, you know, he put himself in a position for Stinman to hit him with the pass, put him in position to, you know, basically seal that game, uh, put the nail in the coffin on that game uh, to, you know, give Sweden the three to zero victory. So really, really good stuff from our guys playing for Sweden. And then uh, for the guys, for the stars, as far as prospects, it was that play for Canada, uh, Logan Stankoven and Maverick Bork both took the ice last night uh, in a matchup against Austria where they dominated the game 11 to two. Uh, Logan Stankoven scored his first goal in his first World Junior game, his World Juniors debut, and Stankoven gets a goal in the first period, uh, You know, basically setting the tone early for this Canadian team. Uh, like I said, they absolutely dominated this game. Maverick Bork recorded an assist and a goal of his own in the third period. So nice to see those guys getting involved on what seemed to be a pretty busy night for this Canadian team, uh, a team poised to potentially win this entire tournament. And I think a lot of people have the Canadian team favored to win this tournament. And we see why uh, McTavish, another really talented guy on that team, not just Stankoven and Bort, uh, tons of really talented upcoming prospects throughout the NHL on this Canada team. So been really fun to watch these guys perform and excited to see, you know, how they continue to unfold. Uh, it might be a while before any of these guys see substantial minutes in the NHL. We saw a little bit of Maverick Bort in the NHL preseason, but still really, really cool to see uh, that the future is really bright and that we have some of the best talent in the world as far as ice hockey goes within the Dallas Stars organization. Uh, guys that were drafted early on and even guys that were drafted later on. Really, really good and really encouraging uh, as a Stars fan to see this talent developing before our eyes on one of the biggest stages in the world as far as hockey goes. Uh, it's you know easy to get caught up in the NHL, certainly uh, probably the most recognizable hockey league in the world. But still, you know, super important for these guys to get to represent their countries. Thousands upon thousands, if not millions of people watching the World Juniors. Still a really, really big deal. And so really cool to see these guys stepping up and showing out and showing the world and the Stars fans and Stars organization why they were worth being worthy of being drafted by this team, showing the value that they potentially bring to this Dallas Stars organization. Well, coming up next, we will continue to talk about the Dallas Stars as they anxiously 
await to play their next game. Currently, their next game is scheduled to be on Sunday, January 2nd, against the Arizona Coyotes. We will see if that holds up. But before we continue to talk about the Dallas Stars and the guys that did practice yesterday, do you want to take a moment and say thank you to one of the sponsors of today's episode of Locked on Stars, and that is Built Bar. It's the new year, so that means New Year's resolutions. If yours is about getting fit or eating healthier, make sure you include Built Bar in your plan. Built Bar is the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar, or maybe even better than a candy bar. Built Bar makes it easier to stick to your resolution because it tastes so good, you'll want to eat it. Unlike other protein bars, which can be chalky, waxy, or taste like a chemical spill. And there's so many delicious flavors to choose from. Coconut almond, peanut butter brownie, raspberry, cookies and cream, salted caramel, mint brownie, and many more. In fact, Built Bar is always coming out with new limited time flavors. So check out Built.com often to see what's new. You can also go to Built.com right now and use promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off your order. Again, use promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off your order at Built.com. And welcome back into today's episode of Locked on Stars, your first listen of the day. Once you get wrapped up here, make sure to go make your second listen of the day, the Locked on NHL podcast. Starting on December 31st through January 6th, get bonus World Junior Hockey Championship coverage with Tyler Cool. Subscribe to the Locked on NHL podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and YouTube. It's absolutely free wherever you get your podcast at. But jumping into the next segment of today's episode of Locked on Stars, we finally saw the return of NHL hockey last night after the Christmas break uh, with some games featuring Tampa Bay and Montreal, Vegas and Los Angeles, and Arizona and San Jose. Uh, There was supposed to be a game on the schedule for Chicago and Columbus, but that game was postponed and is to be rescheduled at a later date. And in that Tampa Bay Montreal game, that game just wrapping up a few minutes before I started recording, uh, Corey Perry, former Dallas star, Scory Perry, uh, as he's maybe better known to some people, uh, scored the game time goal for the lightning. They ultimately won uh, five to four in OT against the Montreal Canadians, a little bit of a 2021 Stanley cup finals rematch uh, and Corey Perry um, playing the role of the hero, if you will, tying up that game for the lightning. Uh, So I guess nice to see a former star stepping up and leading the way for another team, even if it's a team that uh, Stars fans don't necessarily have the highest opinion of in the Tampa Bay Lightning. But it does feel weird having these NHL games back uh, because up until the Christmas break, the Stars had been unscathed by the COVID-19 outbreak across the NHL. They had had some sickness and illness uh, that was non-COVID related, a weird stomach bug that got to many guys keeping them sidelined for several practices and several games. But they were still able to play their games with most of their roster intact guys uh you know not testing positive for covid uh anything like that but you know now these guys are having to sit and watch you know they did practice yesterday but with only a few guys which we'll get to in a second but it's just kind of that weird feeling that i you know i know myself and i'm sure many of you are now feeling that many other nhl teams and fans have felt of when is our team going to play again when are we going to see these guys take the ice again? We're getting to watch all these other teams play. Uh, and now our schedule's disrupted, just like several other teams in this league. It felt like it was only a matter of time before the Stars got affected by COVID. Uh, and according to Matthew DeFranks, the Stars did have practice yesterday. Uh, that's pretty common knowledge. But according to DeFranks of the Dallas Morning News, only 12 guys practiced. And those 12 guys were Dennis Gurionov, Jamie Benn, Tyler Sagan, Alexander Radulov, Jacob Peterson, Joe Pavelski, Ryan Suter, John Klingberg, Joe Hanley. Andre Sekera, Braden Holtby, and Jake Ottinger. Uh, good to see that both our goalies are still intact. Um, 
would be absolutely chaotic if they weren't. Obviously not too big of a deal um, as we don't play this week, but good to know that they're still intact and they're still staying in shape, staying on the top of their game because once games do resume, uh, I think that whoever starts in the net for the Stars in that first game back is going to have their work cut out for them uh, and they need to be in absolute tip-top shape because the rest of the roster may be pretty inconsistent as far as conditioning goes and as far as you know what shape they're in. Uh, you know, and it's good that our goalies are still able to get that work in with the team, uh, still able to, you know, stay conditioned, stay healthy uh, and stay on that grind to keep their bodies at top performing shape. Uh, and the stars, you know, are being hit at the AHL level as well with guys on the COVID protocol list, 15 players and two staffers down in Cedar Park. And so a huge reason uh, why the Dallas Stars cancel their games for this week, because that affects how they're, they call up people for their taxi squad. Uh, 12 guys of the 15 uh, for the AHL affiliate Texas Stars um, are guys on two-way roster, two-way contracts, excuse me, not two-way rosters, guys that, you know, can play at the AHL, but also could get called up to the NHL. So that obviously playing a huge factor in why the Stars had to postpone their games this week because they couldn't call anybody up. Uh, no one would be available to fill those spots and you can't play with only 12 guys. Uh, pretty shorthanded. I mean, good to see some of these guys are still healthy, especially some of these veterans. Good that they're able to stay on top of their game and, you know, stay in shape somewhat uh, through these practices. Um, but still, you know, concerning uh, that a lot of our guys are in quarantine and unable to practice with the team as a whole. Um, and it's, you know, noted again, according to Matthew DeFranks in his article yesterday that he put out on the Dallas Morning News, that many Stars players that are in the NHL's COVID protocol have, are not showing symptoms. They're asymptomatic. Uh, and, you know, so you would hope that they're able to somewhat stay in shape while they're in quarantine. I'm sure they're pretty limited on the activity that they can do as far as being outside, being in public places. They certainly can't do that. But hopefully they're still finding ways to, you know, exercise, keep their body intact, eating healthy, getting their mind right, still finding ways to stay in shape. Uh, and guys like Jamie Ben, Jamie Ben certainly uh, in that article from DeFranks, you know, stated his frustration with not being able to play um, because, you know, the team is ready. This is a group that, you know, was riding pretty high off their last win on Monday, the 20th of December against the Wild, looking to keep things going, looking to continue to gain ground in the Central Division. And now they've had to wait along with several other teams. But it's been what they're. I, I don't even have track of days uh, since the last time they played at least an exact number, but I know they haven't played since December 20th and it's now December 28th when I record this. So it's been about nine days when you're hearing this since they played uh, and supposedly they're not playing again until Sunday uh, makes it pretty much almost two weeks since they will have taken the ice in a competitive hockey game. Uh, and that's just such a difficult thing to deal with. You know, you look at last season, uh, the stars dealt with their, you know, different issues, I guess, if you will, or at least one of the times, uh, a different issue of having to delay games and postpone games uh, and kind of throwing them off their rhythm. We saw them miss their first four games of the season last season due to COVID, um, but they came out and won four in a row. They won their first four games of the season, got off to a hot start, but then we saw later in February, they had games postponed due to that insane ice storm that hit the DFW Metroplex shutting down. I believe it was about four or five games for that as well. And after that break, they came back uh, they came out and lost, you know, five of six, only one win in their first six games back in action after that. And they did not record back to back wins until early April. I believe it was April 8th and April 10th was the first time since that ice storm that they recorded back to back wins. A lot of consecutive losses in that stretch, a lot of overtime losses as well as that in that stretch, uh, as I'm sure many of you remember that time when the Stars just could not catch a break in overtime. But we see how the Stars kind of dealt with, you know, these these 
long extended hiatuses from play this one being even longer it's almost like combining the beginning of last season and the middle of last season with the ice storm and putting that into one extended break except now it feels like summer here in dallas but again the weather not really affecting the stars team it's covid and it's affecting this entire league and so who knows uh what we'll get from the stars team after a long pause my hope is that the vets that are you know sharing their frustration with not getting to play ben sagan radulov uh, that those guys take this time to get better, to continue to work hard in practice, redevelop their game, uh, you know, kind of redevelop what they were doing well, um, you know, before the season kind of went on pause and building on that uh, and then taking their frustration and, you know, forcing it out on the ice and using that as motivation, using that as fuel to better themselves and put their team in a better position to make a playoff push once the season gets back up and rolling because the Stars aren't the only team in this boat. Several other teams around the league are anxious to get back into the, you know, back into the regular playing form, uh, you know, without games being postponed, games being delayed, games having to be rescheduled. Guys want to get back to normalcy. Uh, and one guy that definitely wants to do that is Boston Bruins forward Brad Marchand, which we will talk about in just a moment after we take a quick break. And welcome back in for this closing segment of today's episode of Locked on Stars. Do you want to take a moment and acknowledge uh, the news that came out yesterday about Boston Bruins forward Brad Marchand? He tweeted yesterday about his frustration with the National Hockey League regarding how they handled the Olympics and how they've handled just COVID in general over the past few weeks. Uh, he was pointing out the inconsistent logic of the NHL um, talking about, you know, how they pulled these guys, uh, to, not pulled them, but told the NHL players that they could not participate in the Olympics after coming to an agreement in the offseason that they would be allowed to play in the 2022 and 2026 Winter Olympics. But now with the pandemic, uh, this Omicron variant getting more and more out of hand, uh, the NHL told players that they could not go. Uh, but now with these games and the NHL getting postponed and rescheduled, the NHL has re-implemented the taxi squad in order to make sure that some of these games are still able to happen, but ultimately so the NHL can continue to make money um, from broadcasting, from ticket sales, what, what, what have you, however they make money from games. They want to make sure as many games that can happen can continue to happen uh, just so they as a league can continue to make money. Um, but, you know, the NHL claims, uh, you know, according to Marshawn, and, you know, if you've been reading or watching any of this unfold, uh, that, they, you know, the NHL has claimed and considered all the options for allowing guys to play in Beijing this winter, but it seems like they really didn't. I think Marshawn makes a really, really good point about the NHL, you know, saying, hey, you can't play in the Olympics because there, there's we wouldn't be able to have games because all the best players would be gone, wouldn't have enough guys to continue on the season. Uh, so they're calling that off, but, you know, then they say they can bring in the taxi squads for this stretch of, of shorthandedness throughout these teams throughout the league. But why couldn't they bring in the taxi squads for the Olympics and at least allow the NHL players to decide whether or not they want to participate in the Beijing Olympics? Uh, I imagine that not every single guy would want to, but you have guys like Marchand, obviously, who want to. And I'm sure there's several other guys across the league uh, that f were pretty bummed. Uh, for lack of a better term, that they could not participate in the Olympics to represent their country uh, on a pretty big, on a grand stage uh, and one of the biggest events throughout the Winter Olympics in ice hockey. Um, so I, I definitely agree with Marchand. I think that, you know, it, it was handled poorly, um, that maybe players should have at least been given the option uh, to miss out, to miss out on getting paid for that stretch that they were gone in February. But allowing these taxi squads to still be there, be around, fill in those roles and still, you know, allow for the NHL to continue on uh, just so the NHL can continue to make their money. Uh, players can continue to play, give the guys on the taxi squad a chance to play at the NHL level. But ultimately, 
give the guys in the NHL who want to represent their country that opportunity because the Olympics only come every four years. Uh, and some of these guys, like Joe Pavelski, this was probably his last go around to play for Team USA uh, at his age. I don't know if he'll ever get the chance to play again in 2026. He may be retired by the time that rolls around. So just things like that. Guys in the league don't get too much opportunity uh, to participate in the Olympics and represent their nation on this big stage in the Olympics. Uh, so yeah, I, I definitely agree with Brad Marchand and I'm sure, you know, many other fans do it. And maybe some don't, maybe uh, there's people out there that think that, you know, everything was handled properly and that the NHL should not be letting its players participate in the Olympics. Everyone is entitled to their own opinions. And Marchand also had quite a bit to say about the NHL and their testing protocols, commenting on, on how the NFL and NBA are still able to continue their season despite having some hiccups, despite having some guys, you know, get put in their respective leagues protocols, not being able to play in games. But they overall ha do have looser standards for guys that are asymptomatic and vaccinated, which we've talked about before on this show, that pretty much everyone in the NHL has received a booster and is vaccinated. I believe all but one player, Bertuzzi from Detroit, if I'm not mistaken, is the only non-vaccinated player in the, in the National Hockey League. Uh, and according to many articles I've read, many NHL players have gotten their booster. Uh, and so kind of weird to see. Uh, and it just makes things so much trickier with the National Hockey League because they are dealing with a lot more cross-border travel. Uh, the NFL clearly playing all of their games within the United States. The NBA only having one team across the border in Toronto. Um, but the NHL does have seven teams across the border in Canada, all throughout the country of Canada. And so that thing makes things trickier, makes things more difficult. Um, but still, you would have to imagine that maybe there will be some looser restrictions, if you will, for the coming days of the NHL with the new CDC guidelines going from 10 days to five days of isolation. If you test positive for COVID or are exposed to someone with COVID, uh, hopefully we'll see some of that implemented in the NHL soon to at least give the players a little bit of leeway um, as far as that goes, because I know, you know, they're frustrated with the Olympics. Some of them are, and then some of them are frustrated uh, with how long they're having to sit out if they test positive or if, you know, guys on the team test positive because it's shutting down uh, week-long stretches for teams or two week longs or even longer. You have some teams uh, that haven't played uh, since the beginning of December and we're almost to the end of December. Um, and so hopefully the chaos will come to an end soon and the NHL can kind of get things readjusted as far as they're going to continue to monitor and handle this COVID situation. But that's going to do it for today's episode of Locked on Stars. Thank you again for making Locked on Stars your first listen of the day. Now go make your second listen of the day, the Locked on Bets podcast, your daily one-stop shop for all of your gambling needs. Locked on Bets, hosted by your boy Q with expert analysis and insight from Lee Sterling. Be sure to subscribe and follow the Locked on Stars podcast wherever you get your podcast out, whether that's on YouTube or your favorite podcasting platform. It's absolutely free and helps myself and the network out a ton. You can also follow me on Twitter at Dane double underscore Lewis. That's at D-A-N-E two underscores L-E-W-I-S. You can also follow the show on Twitter at Locked on Stars. Appreciate all of the follows that you guys send my way. Be sure to tune in tomorrow as we continue uh, to bring you any Stars updates that we get and receive and continue to get ready for the Stars' next appearance on the ice, which as of now looks like it will be Sunday. We'll keep our fingers crossed and hope that we can see the boys in victory green back on the ice soon. But that's going to do it for me, guys. I hope you have a great day, Stars fans, and we will see you back here tomorrow.